Welcome to Mum Guilds, the place where my mum somehow managed to squeeze in yet another chat with Maria Tata. But hold on, before you kick things off, can I get a snack, please? FI, they're not doctors, nutritionists, nor qualified life coaches. They're just mums. So make sure you consult your doctor or do your own research. Did you know there are skin whitening drinks? What do you mean? Like, what do you mean by skin whitening? Like you drink something and it will make your skin two shades lighter. What? I came across that when I was searching for collagen powders. Like I knew that cultures in mm, Southeast Asia, like, like they like to protect the skin from sun exposure. They always, always use umbrellas on sunny yeah. days, rainy days and sunny days. Yeah, I've seen that. And like they value white skin. But I didn't know they were actually whitening drinks. And they promote it with ads like two shades lighter if you drink it. But what is it that's making the skin go lighter? Well, this particular one is, it says white tomato extract. And apparently it lightens and evens the skin tone by inhibiting the melanin synthesis, whatever that means. But it has this amino acid that boosts the production of an antioxidant that then converts the brown pigment to reddish yellow pigment and higher the proportion of this reddish yellow pigment, it will make the skin brighter. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's always fascinating how beauty trends can differ so much around the world. Like we try to get darker and tan for hours. I know, right? I never thought about widening my skin tone. I even like the freckles. Like, I love freckles. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Like to me, it's not natural to have this pure white skin obviously people are going out of their way to wear hat like I understand they're protecting their skin but it doesn't look real like I don't know what do you think like how many times I go out in the sun and I don't think about it I wonder if they would have vitamin d deficiency yeah I mean you know vitamin d supplements I'm sure they're taking if they're taking these drinks I'm sure they're thinking about the vitamin d supplements but you know if you're born with the white skin of course that's not what we're talking about we're talking about whitening your skin just so you can look brighter you know I'm not sure how true this is, but I used to see a dietitian and she told me that you have to be in the sun for half an hour every single day. I've heard that. At that point that your body starts feeling that burning sensation. Yes. That's when apparently it's taking in the vitamin D. She said the wider parts of your body are where it takes in the most vitamin D. She mentioned like your thighs, especially, or like the your way- back of your neck. Like it's a shame that the UV rays are so strong in Australia. She gave me this vitamin D spray um, to take every day. The sprays are for spraying your mouth. Yes. You know how it is with the tablets. Like it takes ages yeah. for your body to absorb. So the spray in the mouth, is it goes through your bloodstream. Oh, wow. And she wow. told me to take three sprays in my mouth the bottle says one yeah I, di- I didn't think I had deficiency but I think it's an energy thing and immune immune booster it's really good okay cool. wow that's cool um I have not used vitamin d spray I don't use vitamin d tablets either I should so back to the widening drinks did you know that actually in some Asian countries fair skin traditionally been associated with like higher social status and some people believe that 
having whiter skin is associated with being wealthy because it suggests that you don't have to work outdoors in the fields. So, and the color white, it actually symbolizes purity, brightness, fulfillment in the Chinese cultures. So, you know, if families are looking for potential brides, apparently. Wow, that's crazy. The bride? I don't know yeah, if it is that... the same now, but traditionally, from what I understand, that's how it was. I could I could just imagine that it's just all clear now. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, actually, it's, a it's a cultural. Yes, it's a cultural thing. That's very interesting. Exactly. Like in China... Apparently, they have a saying, a white complexion is powerful enough to hide seven faults. I don't know what the seven faults are. What? <laughs> it's been a part of their culture for centuries. To me, like the darker you look, it's like, oh, you had time to, or the means to go on a holiday, or get a tan. So it's like the opposite, or, you know, you had the spare time to lie down in the sun yes. and not work. Gone to Europe and, you know, and back. Exactly. <laughs> So which one's better, tanning or whitening? I'm so confused. Tanning, 100% tanning. I mean, I guess it really depends on individual preferences. And you know, beauty is so subjective. It's more about feeling confident in your skin, no matter the shade. Have you ever done fake tanning? No, I don't like it at all. Like, I don't like the smell. I didn't even do it for my own wedding, let alone any other occasion. I really don't, don't like doing it. There is nothing more fake than a fake tan. To me, fake tanning is just like any other fake boobs, fake lashes, <laughs> fake lips, <laughs> the uh, lifts and the Botox. It's all the same. Wow, Sarah, don't, don't keep it in. Keep it in. I let it all out. I have nothing know? to hide. I mean, <laughs> well, look, you know, if any of these is because someone isn't feeling confident in themselves and they use these kind of to help with their own self esteem or whatever it is. Listen, I understand. I'm not trying to be mean. Is there, is that yes, even, is that even a thing about this? Like, you can't be mean about this thing, but it's your opinion. When yeah, someone yeah. is looking at you, they can tell that's fake. Like, true. Why would you want to look? like someone else like I'm not trying to lose weight to look like someone else I'm trying to lose weight to get healthier but cosmetic most of the time has nothing to do with health it except sometimes like when it comes to like nose surgeries breathing problems or with the teeth people get like braces or better oral health I mean I understand like I'm not judging or saying this about Every no, little thing, totally. but look, I know people get out of their way because they don't want to look the way that they look. You're talking about people who get out of their way to yes. look like because they don't they're not happy with their appearance, and obviously we we can't talk on their behalf. We don't know what the driver is or the cause is or motivation is. This is my opinion. People choose to do things for a reason. I mean, it's none of my business, but that's my opinion. Yes, about you it. for yourself for your own body. I was watching The Real Housewives of Sydney and there was this uh, one of the uh, wives said that oh, I'm probably the only one in the eastern suburbs that don't have fake boobs. No. And it's true because it is like that now. It's it's very normal for everyone to do these things and it's very available as well. One of the girls in the show, she says, everyone says, why, you know, why is always my boobs are out? You know, like, where do you want me to hide them? That's what she says. Is and she I'm the like, one with the boob job or not? Yes, yeah, she obviously. is the one with the yeah. she is the one with the boob job. And I just look at her. I look at her boobs and I'm like, what are you proud of? Like they're fake. They're not even yours. 
like she's showing it off the way the way she dresses all the time it's, oh, my oh my god, god what's her name anyway I can't remember her name and like what is your achievement that you had money to get this done even her lips were done they're not your lips they're not your boobs. you look at someone and you say okay they look beautiful but what what part of this is yours like I want to work hard for what I have like if how about coloring gray hair that's probably as far as fake I would go, Mud. Okay, how about lasering your arms, underarms, legs? That's hygiene. Like, get yourself clean. <laughs> That's hygiene. Manicure and pedicure? Seriously, are you attacking me? Like, <laughs> No, I'm just trying to like help you explain yourself, you know, like what you mean. Yes, but that's something I do temporarily. Like, I can take yeah. it off. I'm taking yeah. about... I'm talking about permanent changes, structural changes. Again, like, what are you proud of? Are you proud of lying down and someone's, someone stuffing something in your boob, in your body? Okay, so, so you're saying makeup and hair and nails is like changing the furniture around the house? Thanks for helping me, Marty. Yes, and, sure. And, and Botox <laughs> and boob job and, you know, uh, are the walls. That you break down yeah. in the house and the like polish. the pictures and the fittings the and, you demolish and, and you renovate, you know, structural yes. changes. Is that what you said? I get you. I completely get you. Do people think they're just going to stay like that forever? No, they just go and spend more money in a couple more months time. I mean, again, do you know, like when young people, when young people do it, you look at them, even though you can tell it's fake. I'm, I'm even talking about, I'm talking about a- anything, like even the lips or uh, any, anything, like pulling their skin back or whatever. But yeah. I think what's worse is the results they're getting as they get older, because no matter what you do, it's still not looking young. It's not looking real. It's not looking, you're not aging gracefully. You know, I get you, like I have been tempted. I'm like, oh, you know, my lips might not be full enough just for my own self-esteem. Then what you're saying is good. Like, what are you proud of? What are you doing it for? When people look at you, it does look fake. I mean, you put a photo on Instagram, you're scrolling Mm. up and you'll be like, oh, she's so beautiful, but you can't help but to realize everything's fake it's obvious which it is, is obvious fine. even then, fake tan is okay extremely if it's obvious, obvious like then what's we... satisfying you when something's really obvious i that's what it's I a don't question get, we have but... to ask them like are you doing and the answer is always oh we're not doing it for the men we're doing it for ourselves for our own self-esteem for my own self-confidence i'm i'm empowered i can do whatever i want with my body fair I, yeah that's how real how much of that is it true i always wonder that you're not doing it for the men and you're doing it for yourself if you are doing it for yourself good for you if that's what's making you feel good but if you ask the men i reckon again you know they would prefer the natural look men yeah regardless 100%. of what the natural look looks like they would still prefer the natural look if i'm the one who's done that and i look at myself in the mirror honestly i'm the type of person that i would feel guilty looking in front of the mirror saying none of this is mine like, right that would make me feel worse i know i mentioned the hair before that is completely fake like i'm trying to be someone that my hair is not i think it's not doing so much damage to me and i know how much damage you're putting yourself under going through surgery right when i'm going and getting my nails done I, to be honest i actually don't even get my nails done because of how much damage it's doing to my nails every time i go i regret it it's taking almost 
three to four months because you did you know how it, from the bottom mm-hmm. of your nail to the top yeah. it takes six months for it to grow oh really yeah honestly it takes that long for my nails to get back to normal that's why i avoid doing my nails i just do it at home no i know what you're saying you did say it that's as far as you would go yes. nails is not a big deal but when you color your hair it is a massive change of appearance i mean as soon as my grays come out i'm like oh my god Run, run to the hairdresser. <laughs> well, I was also going to say, like, there are some things that are in your control, but there are some things that are not. So there are obviously many mums out there who breastfeed, you know, post-breastfeeding, they might want to get a lift job, like a boob lift. What do you think about that? That's not something I haven't been tempted with, for example, you know. Definitely no. I can't. No, you yeah. still prefer, you still think. I don't care. It honestly doesn't bother me. But I do look back and look at photos and I'm like, whoa, so perfect. I wouldn't take back breastfeeding just to have have things like how they how it was before. I was watching this new documentary on Netflix called Live to Hundred. And when I was watching that, looking at those wrinkly faces I saw on the elderly women was so satisfying to me, Maria. Like, so much respect. They were that age looking like that on their feet, gardening, cooking, singing, dancing, um, aging gracefully. What else oh would you God. say? Oh, my God. Like, that show was amazing. I loved it so much. I recommend it to anyone. Can we, let's just talk about the show, right? Yes. Can we talk about it? I had no idea what the Blue Zone meant. I Googled and there are places where people live long lives often like reaching 100 years or more that's what it means i had no idea either what they were first time i heard about blue zones it's yeah and the show basically is telling us from all this research what we need to do to help us live longer if you want to live longer not a lot of people want to live that long the highlights for me in the first episode in japan um what's it what was it Okinawa. Okinawa, that's right. I love how he mentions how there is no furniture in the houses and the amount of times they are going up and down, sitting up and down. That's already them doing the exercise, like sit-ups. Yes, I get lazy just sitting down on the floor (laughs) to play with the kids. I think, oh my God, how am I going to get back up? That's so true. Me too. How about the sweet potatoes, the purple ones? You know, after watching the documentary and learning about the whole Okinawan diet, I actually went, when we were at the grocery store, I went and looked for purple sweet potatoes. I couldn't find Okinawan Japanese ones, but um, the one we got is from Vietnam, I think. But it was the one, you know, purple inside, purple outside. So from the documentary, it's been the go-to food of the people that live there for a long time. Because apparently it was really cheap to produce and easy to grow. Can you believe the antioxidant level is 150% higher than blueberries? Wow. You know how much antioxidants blueberries, blueberries have? Blueberries, yes. The sweet potatoes I'm yet to find here. I've been checking at the markets. I found the ones that is white outside but purple inside. Oh, yeah. I think there were so many different ones. I can't find purple with purple. Even the purple ones there is at the shops, it's white inside. So the color of it, the pigment is so nice. Like I actually just chopped it and steamed it and ate it just like that. Don't call me weird, but have you had raw potatoes before? No, 
That's so bad for you. Isn't it like poisonous or something? So nice. It was delicious. But um, I did eat the rest cooked. Don't worry. Did you know that cooked vegetables have different nutritional profiles? The, like the spinach, when you cook it and you eat it raw, it's completely different apparently. I was reading up on raw potato, eating raw potatoes. What is it? Basically, don't do it. Don't I be told, me. <laughs> I told you. It's not good. <laughs> but you're right about the spinach, what you said about the spinach. I don't connect much with Asian food. We don't eat much of it. But when he went to Italy, I was like, well, there you go. Mediterranean, very much the food that we eat. But again, to me, it was not about the food. Yes, they have special healthy diet. But again, it was all about exercising much. Like those old, very old, in their 90s, women in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. I want to be like that. I want to be that old and <gasps> wrinkly, but still on with, my with feet. With no boob job and no, <laughs> still, no on my, job. still on my feet, cooking feeding my family I want to be like that look it's not at all hard to imagine you like that I also thought of you when I was uh when when I was talking about gardening how the elderly were like uh doing gardening just to move their bodies and how that's naturally like helping them live longer without even thinking that they're exercising exactly that's what I was gonna say they're they're trying to do it's the word is not trying to do gardening it's they have to do it that's their lifestyle it for us we try to get out of our way to do this stuff so we can exercise but for them this was their lifestyle it was very simple my great grandma my mom's grandma I used to watch her cook in her kitchen from old age her hand used to shake I would watch her grabbing a plate and the plate would shake oh, she was cute. very fit she lived on a farm when my mom was growing up but I've seen how active she used to be. Even in America, the Adventist church, I like I get they were vegetarian. Majority of the thing was about exercising. I felt like That's the right. whole series was talking more about movement rather than that particular diet. Yes, like throughout the whole documentary, like the simple message of just move more motivated me to look at exercise, not like a narrow activity where I'm, I'm killing myself, just doing something more than I was normally, you know, just doing that extra bit every day instead of too much, too sore. And then I get demotivated to go back because I'm in so much pain. Like that's what happened with me. I started at 45 and then it killed me. I did I couldn't move for two weeks. So I didn't go back to it. But then when I looked at it this way, I'm like, no, I'm just gonna go and move my body and just start small. As long as I'm doing that extra bit every day and just pushing myself one percent more every day. Just after watching this documentary, that's how I started looking at it. And because of that, I have been going to the gym the two weeks now every single day because I'm not looking at it like I have to be so sore. So that's so true. Like for us, we don't have that lifestyle that they do. We need to obviously plan for it. Just like you're saying, going to the gym, it has to be done every day as part of everyday life. Just like you go to the bathroom. That's so true. And they're not even doing it for, ex well, some places are, but a lot of places they're not doing it. They're not thinking about it as exercise. As you said, it's like walking to the, for us here, for example, me taking the kids to school, walking to school, you know, walking to the station. I don't have to think about that. I have to do it. It's part of my life here in Singapore. Actually, wait, one of the things that, that was really interesting <laughs> was the fact about living close to your family 
I'm saying this while I'm living in Singapore, far from family. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually looking after elderly, like living under the same roof even, or even close to each other. So you are interacting, you're constantly interacting with them. You're taking care of each other. Yes, and the wisdom you receive from them just by living with them automatically. As much as I don't agree right now with both my mom and my mother-in-law, I do stop myself from judging and understanding the years of experience they have more than me like they don't necessarily need to achieve anything in life but just the fact that they have lived 30 years more than me that's huge I know better than you kind of thing you know like and unfortunately I only started understanding this with my kids growing up and it's always me warning them about life (laughs) getting so dramatic isn't that true like Well, we we do. We should be becoming like the life experts for our kids if they would see it that way, that is. Like if only we could learn from our family's mistakes without feeling the pain. Like it's so sad when I see when someone experiences their family passing from smoking, for example, you know, and cancer, yet then they continue to to make the same mistakes by smoking, for example. We always say with Oshina, um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before to you, that I wish we would write these lessons down and then pass that book on to our kids. Like, here are the mistakes I made in life. Here are the, the successes I made. This is how I've done it. Just, just take this book. Don't make the same mistakes again. Don't feel the pain again. <laughs> I'm giving this to you so you can learn from it. But that's not how it works. Being wise is gold. There are teenagers and young adults that have a good head over their shoulders, Mud. They know what they want. And that's gold. I think that's wisdom. And then there are teens who they think they are cool and they are overconfident and they feel like they don't need any advice. But experience is better than qualifications. The parents and grandparents still have so much they can share that even if you thought you knew everything, you will gain from seeking their advice. In Singapore, the government actually offers rebates for buying houses near family. I think wow. it's called the proximity rebate. Um, wow. Like if you're buying houses near your grandparents or near your parents, they, they offer, I think, $20,000. I have to, you know, double check that. The documentary actually mentions that the moment the older people are put in retirement homes, they they automatically like it's guaranteed they're gonna lose years of their lives. Like majority of the cases of elderly being in a nursing home is because you really don't have a choice. Sometimes it's really it's really hard. I mean, looking after them get that twenty four hour care. Twenty, yeah. Especially if that you need that, you know, you need someone there twenty four hours at night to take care of them. As yeah, well. there's so many elderly that they can't be taken. The hospital tells them these, like for my grandma, the hospital told us she can't go back home. She needs mm. to go to a nursing home. She needs that twenty four hour care, and also it's the facilities that they have. It's like a mini hospital. Oh my god! How about how about the story or the tale or I think it was a legend? People push elderly off their cliffs yes. when they're no good, but then yes. this one man didn't push his dad off the cliff. He hit him. He hit him. He in hit, his yeah, he, yeah. He hit him, uh, and then he became really successful. And then when they asked him, "How did you become? What's the secret to your success?" He's like, "Well, my father. I gained He's all my wisdom alive. from my father, who I, who, who I kept. I didn't." just get rid of you know yeah that's amazing there was another thing about this documentary that just blew my mind is the socializing and laughter how 
how important it is not to be lonely. We always push people away, Mud, in this day and age. And and we always want to be by ourselves. We don't want anyone to get involved in anything. We are so independent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That part really hit me. Um, after watching that, I'm like, yep, I'm dying alone. <laughs> I am a bit of a loner in that sense. Like I do enjoy my time alone. I really do. And I'm okay if I don't socialize. I do enjoy it when I go. I never regret socializing. But if you're going to give me a choice and and on any day, maybe it's a phase in my life where I'm just so tired. It is the tired. I'd rather stay at home. (laughs) And I am quite independent in that way as well. Like I don't feel so attached to a place that I can't leave because of this social factor I'm not sure or or the community like I can separate myself from it that's why I'm here in Singapore and I could do this I could take I'm not in Singapore but I'm stuck in my house 24 7 (laughs) I don't go anywhere then I was telling you this couple of weeks ago when, when I went out with friends and I was like wow it's so hard to get out of home yeah so hard it's such an effort getting ready getting out of your gym clothes home clothes the home clothes putting makeup on doing your hair even taking a shower for the purpose to go out (laughs) yes how many times can I ask you how many times before an event do you contemplate cancelling but then I really don't regret going it's not yes that's what I was gonna say once I was out and I'm like oh my god this is amazing why don't I do this more often but I think it's not about why it's like you really can't and it really needs to be an effort to do this more often. You know, it's not yeah. very naturally. But when you're watching the show, you could tell how they were always surrounded by people. Mm. Um, their neighbors would come and visit them. I mean, it's just a different lifestyle. You really can't compare that lifestyle to what we have over here always on the go people always busy you have to book in advance to do anything with anybody it was not as bad as this I think it just got really bad after COVID Hmm. people were like oh yeah I could do this (laughs) I could do the whole lockdown lockdown oh yeah I I loved I loved loved it I had I had my daughter my daughter was born in uh, December and then COVID happened I think was it January February of that year and yeah I was just at home by myself with my daughter breastfeeding, no one knocking on my door, no one coming to visit. I totally get it. I had COVID two weeks ago and I felt the same way. Oh, you did. I was like, yep, no one's coming over. Nothing's going to happen. Like, this is it. It's just me and my family in this house. (laughs) That's it. Back to the show, Live to 100. My favorite, favorite story had to be the Greek guy, the man in Ikaria. He had a good life in America, age 66. He went to the doctor. He had lung cancer and probably the doctor said probably he will live only six more months. And he thought, okay, if I'm going to die, let me go back to my country and die over there. So he went back to Greece. He moved his wife, Mm. uh, family, and he lives to 103 35 years more life 35 wow such a good story he didn't do anything to get healthier he just changed his lifestyle I mean I mean yes it's a miracle but wow like what I have I'm, I'm speechless when I watched that I was so speechless and I'm like how hard is it to make these 
decisions that could actually change our lives completely from everything, all the pain that we have. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. It was Look, just such a touching story. This story blew my mind as well, actually. Like it's, it is a reminder, like, yes, it was a miracle, but we also do have some control over our well-being. But the part about public transport in Singapore, it's a game changer. <laughs> Yes, in Singapore, the buses and trains are so easy to use to go everywhere. You don't even need to drive like we did in Sydney. And it, it has made our lives healthier and more convenient. Like I don't I don't put on weight. I just have been maintaining my weight even though I don't do it when I was not even doing any more any extra exercise. I wasn't changing my diet. You save money, you avoid traffic, less stress. I hate catching cabs in Singapore. I don't know what it is. The way they drive, I feel so nauseous, so sick. Like Singapore has made me have car sickness. I never had, I never used to feel sick in the car, sitting in a passenger seat. I mean, sorry to generalize, but I don't know what it is. You know how when you brake too much when you're oh driving? Oh my God. I've, I've taken a video of this once, just, just like the way I'm just moving every single time. That's really um, bad. They press on accelerator. I feel sick without even looking at my phone. Like you would think I'm looking down my phone. That's why I'm feeling sick. No, I put my phone down the moment I sit in the cab and I feel sick. And I have to look up the whole time, close my eyes until I get to the place. Another thing Singapore has, and I think they mentioned this in the documentary, the nudges in Singapore, that's true. The small nudges that the Singapore government policies have put in place in the country. Like what? What do you mean? Just what do you mean by nudges? For people to subconsciously make healthier choices, better choices for themselves. So for example, I went to Starbucks the other day and they gave me a pin with my coffee uh, together with a flyer. And it's all it was all about mental health. And wow. about asking your friends if they are okay. And it that's was endorsed government. by the government. Yeah, it was endorsed wow. by the government. Like when you were walking at the botanical gardens, there are so many nudges. I once shared on my social media where it's saying, ask your wife if she needs help with the, with the chores. In the MRT train stations, for example, they have these characters that encourage people to offer their seats to the elderly to like priority for priority yeah, seating for example that's amazing so the different characters are called the thoughtful bunch they stand up stacy where it's telling you to give up your seat to those who need it more that's, there's moving martin that's cute <laughs> kids know this as well moving martin like when it's so busy in the morning when we're going to school they'll try to walk into the train and say moving martin moving martin and everybody knows what that means it means oh moving to make more space so others can board on the train there is um there's bag down benny so when you're on the train put your bag down so there's more room to move on the train yeah. just these little nudges there's that, hush hush hannah yeah. i haven't seen hush hush hannah um there's giveaway glenda like again like all these little nudges that help the community to to be more mindful what about the Singapore, the 93-year-old doctor, the surgeon who is still working? Oh, God. This was his advice, Maria. Work hard. Working doesn't kill you. Well, people always get scared. It's like, oh, I'm working too hard. I think you're stressing too hard, not working too hard. This is look, what we need to find. We always need to realize that it's the stress that's killing us, not working hard. I'm not sure about a 93-year-old surgeon operating on me. <laughs> but I know what he's saying. I know what you're saying. 93. He was like, oh, let me check your blood pressure. 
the way they're just speaking as well like you know you're it's expecting so a 93 year old to not even be able to speak you know like just mumbling was no they, they were speaking so clearly but this is what when the whole loneliness come from if you're not surrounded by people and if you're not surrounded by your community uh, you're not keeping active you're not working this is what's actually going to kill you so I'm definitely gonna die early if that's the case speaking about stress we all know that constant stress can cause diseases, chronic diseases, illnesses, etc. But what was really surprising to me was how they mentioned that stress is beneficial. And it's beneficial if we over- overcome it. Yes, I remember active coping. Do you, do you remember that part? Yeah. Like, so it was talking about how social media brings in all the problems of the world, which <sighs> we can't control. So, but with shepherds, they are faced with a problem they can control on that day. So yes, they're feeling stressed, but they, they're controlling this, this stress. There's coping mechanism, active coping mechanism. So apparently that stress is actually beneficial. So if you have a problem that you can resolve, yeah. that stress that, that, is, with, that is actually so good for true. you. It's so true. Like when we wake up and we see all these negative news, obviously happening all around the world, and that's what you're seeing the first thing you open your eyes in the morning already is putting you into a negative mindset and stress and you feel helpless and you can't even overcome it. Like it's really hard to cope to cope with that or do anything to help. I came across this reel that the guy was saying how he avoids his phone in the morning at least the first half an hour until he washes his face, brushes his teeth, um, does at least one task. Sometimes I'm rushing out of bed because of the girls because they're going to school and all that. Unintentionally forget my phone next to my bedside. and. The amount of things I get done without checking my phone first, it just surprises me because, and I'll be like, oh, I haven't even checked my phone today. You know, like you're in that kind of process. You got up, you're working, you're doing your chores or whatever. If it's not- And your mind is clear. Your mind is clear. Your body is is full of energy, ready to go and do the attack the tasks on hand it it makes so much sense as soon as i pick up my phone and my head goes other places or if you check your emails or your messages i i lose it i really like kind of get out of control yeah and i'm like oh what was i doing and i always check it check it again and i'm like where was i so true can i add something to the 93 year old surgeon in singapore i see a lot of people working at old age the question for me is always are they happy are they happy to be working or are they are they working because they have to work because there's not a good pension system happening in singapore they can't retire early so they're working yeah, that's a good question they, you know they can't retire so i'm almost like are they happy obviously with the surgeon he's happy i'm pretty sure he's he does mention that working doesn't kill you i think it's a cultural thing how they know that you need to work there was other. Mm. There was another elderly that was just gardening, and then there was another elderly that was just at home mm. doing homework with his grandkids. I'm like, I think as as long as their body allows them to, they're happy yeah. to work. Yeah, I would I mean, love to ask them that question. Like I've seen lots of aged taxi drivers. The gardeners in the condo, they're not young. They're all like elderly. When you go to KFC or or like even fast food. When you go to fast food places here, there's always, always one person who's elderly. You will always find someone with a disability because the government encourages com- uh, companies to hire disabled. It's people. like that here as well. Opportunity is there? Yeah. Uh, I, I have. I don't see it much in Sydney, but I've 
I've seen a lot of that in Singapore. What I was going to mention was Loma Linda in America. Um, they were talking, the Adventists were talking about how exercises or the activities that they do, they turn them into habits that stick. Elderly were exercising for three hours, you wow. know, with, with their friends. They look at they're looking at life in a more simple way. And they are saying that with that comes a purpose to live for something. Like there is something to live for. You have friends, you have community, you have um, family to live for. Somebody cares for you. Choosing the right friends, choosing the yes. right people to hang out with, choosing the right people that think the same as you yes. or they want to kind amazing. of do the same thing. It does. Well, yeah, I mean, this is why we're friends, Maria. Finally, you're finished. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mum Girl. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and give us a review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram to keep up with us. Bye-bye.